The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Come on! Come on, everybody! We're going! This is a new experiment. Ladies and gentlemen! Give me the heavy metal devil horns. Now lock them with me. We are the voice of the outdoors. We are hunters, conservationists, and wildlife stewards. And for 15 consecutive years, we have been declared the best damn outdoor radio program in the world. Yes, we are unstoppable. We are the revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Lando firefighters called this a first. They tweeted out these photos after Mercedes-Benz hit a buck in West Plano. The deer wound up in the back seat. The driver wasn't even touched. I have a double-barrel Mercedes. Can you imagine that, though? Hitting a deer, having it go through the windshield and land in your back seat. What's the chances of it missing you, though? But if you're covered with State Farm, as far as, <laughs> as it goes, on the commercials, all you have to do is clap and sing, like a good neighbor, and the person just, like, poof, appears, yeah. right? The problem okay. is you do that, and they would think you were high, yeah. and they would arrest <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. Question for you, though. You are not covered because of... Let's say that happened. Uh-huh. Would you be able to keep the deer, or would you have to give it to the state? You know, it depends on the state. Now, state of Kansas and probably Colorado, you could probably keep it, you know, because nobody else would want it. But how do you get it out of the back seat? That's what I want to know. All right, so we're getting a jump start, literally, to the 2016 deer season on today's show. This is going to be a good show, guys. This is going to be fun. And so, let's talk about bucks, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good bucks and the bad bucks that maybe. Let's talk about bucks, baby. Oh, yeah, Let's get baby. the bucks out of here. <laughs> you don't remember that song. I, I don't remember that song. Going old At least the lyrics know that. All right, so we're actually going to be joined by Grant Woods, Growing Deer TV. Great guy. We're going to ask him about captive deer crisis. You know, what's going on with him? Also, Bill Gorman, L.O. Bean Guide to the Outdoors, Sundays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. He, he actually hunts uh, anacondas. Anacondas, all that good stuff down in Florida. Christian Berg, he's the editor of Peterson's Bow Hunting. He's going to be dropping in. And Mike Strong, who is the Senior Marketing Specialist there at Polaris Industries. Great guy. We're talking all things whitetail on today's show. Mrs. Buddy! What's up, guys? What are you going to talk about, girlfriend? Uh, I've got a few uh, quiz trivia for you guys about white-tailed deer. Ooh. Can we use our nicknames, me, mustache, and he's... Where are you going to be? Sexy. Thank you. It's mustache versus sexy. Okay. Uh, no, is this a quiz for us? Yes. If not, I'm making it about us. Yes, I thought I thought it was man versus mustache oh, man. last time we did this. Well, now he's sexy. The okay. sexy man I'm versus sexy, the mustache. sexy man. Okay. Yes. It's with Mrs. Bunny, and it's happening now. It's Mrs. Bunny's whitetail quiz, and who will prevail? Sexy man Jim or Mr. Mustachio Trav? It's happening now, and it's brought to you by Nissan. All right, take it away, buddy. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Wildlife biologists recognize how many different distinct subspecies of white-tailed deer? Seven. Ten. Thirty-eight. Twenty-eight. Thirty-eight. No! What are they smoking? They recognize 38 distinct subspecies of white-tailed deer. Of those 38, how many of those are native to North America? I'll say seven. I'll go with my original answer, 10. I'll say 29. What? <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on. 
a second. Are you talking do about the lower this? 48? Do we play this whoever is closest gets it? <laughs> no. I, you're just both dead wrong. You're just both fair. dead wrong. Okay. No. So, of those, some such as like the Yucatan whitetail, they stay very much south of the border. And others such as the genetically unique Blackbeard Island subspecies, they're limited to a group of islands off the Georgia coast that are isolated. So, those are all on their own. Well, okay. We can't count I wasn't in, counting those to begin with. In the end, most hunters in the United States find themselves going after about 10 of the most common varieties. Well, 10. See, that's okay. the kind that I was talking about. So, here we are at 10. Okay. Right. Can you name five of the ten most common that now, hunters go now after? Now, question for you. Do they have a specific name or do they go by region? They're more regional. Yes. Okay. Coos. Okay. Okay. Where are they associated with, though? You have to say that. Columbia. Okay. No. Well, Columbia is its own different one. Thank oh, you. Really? Columbia is a different she one. She said so. North America. Yep. Well, Columbia, well, I'm not talking about South America. I'm talking about the Columbia no, deer Columbia. up in Northwest. When you say Columbia, are you talking about the university? <laughs> you got smart <Yeah>. deer. <laughs> what the hell, Obama? All right. Okay. All right, no, who says that he just gets to rattle them all off? Well, I'm going to me- give you each a chance to name five. If he names five, there's still five for you. All right, he's got the Columbia. Get your panties in a knot here. <laughs> the coos deer. Okay. That's two. Name another one. Black Smarty tail. pants. Oh, which is taking white. on the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The eastern whitetail. Okay. I already knew that. There, there's a, a Davis Mountain whitetail. I don't You're have that on my list here. pulling random yeah, things out of there. <laughs> there's a pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, is it my turn? Yes, smarty pants. Let's have a try at it. If it's regional, if they're going by region, take a stab at this. <laughs> oh, trust me. Just go to your happy place. Uh, Texas. Okay. Up north. Dakotas. Yeah. I know. There's, I'd actually read this this morning. So, but it was on Grant Woods. Grant Woods didn't put this out, did he? No. He's coming up late in the show. I, this is from he, Cabela's. Oh, well, he says there is a there's a, a specific breed. It's the Kansas Whitetail. Really? Is, little, is that true? Is that why? Yes, there is. All right. So I've got the Dakotas, Texas. Um, I got nothing else. Okay. So we have Columbia. Uh-huh. Okay. That was the mine. Northwestern. They're also known as Idaho deer. They oh. range throughout the Northwest, especially in the ranch land regions. The potato. Are, are they kind of a combination of uh, whitetail and muley, though? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. It's just because just, just a... that country out there has got a lot of muleys. Okay. The desert of Coos. Or cows, some people. <clears throat> um, no found, one says cows. They're found in the Mexican West, but they also roam into Arizona and parts of New Mexico. That's and they have lost. a nickname. Do you know what the nickname is? The lost deer? <laughs> the gray ghost. The gray what? ghost. The gray ghost. Who's making this stuff up? Well, the Dakota, okay? They're found throughout central and northern Canada, and they also roam Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, and western Minnesota. Texas, they inhabit a swath of cornfields and stuff from Kansas and into Nebraska, also mesquite brush of Oklahoma and Texas. And the mm-hmm. herd size is estimated up upwards of five million. So they are five among million? They're among the most plentiful of the subspecies. Wow. The prolific. Ones. Yep. The Kansas it has a similar range to the Texas subspecies. Then you have the Gulf Coast deer. They are native to the tidal marsh, swamps, and the bayous from southeastern Texas to southern Louisiana. Uh, Virginia, the Virginia deer, common throughout the southeast, stretching from Alabama up to West Virginia. The northern, stretching down from Canada as far as south as Illinois into the east coast. And then finally, the Seminole. They roam the Everglades to southern Georgia. Now, question for you. Smaller, bro. Since yeah. I actually used the technical name for it 
and Smarty Pants here didn't? No, you know what? I win? I'm just going to call an all-out failure. I mean, I said, (laughs) I asked how many distinct subspecies? One of you said seven, one of you said ten. You couldn't have been more wrong. Thirty-eight. You weren't even in the ballpark. Don't you count by who's closest, though. No, I'm just calling it. I win. You win? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't quiz me. All right, so, is that it, Mrs. Bunny? This is a fun show. So, yeah, we lost, and, uh, Mrs. Bunny sucks. All right, so we're going to get jumpstart to the 2016 deer season on today's show. Mrs. Bunny just had a terrible quiz. Uh, no one did good on. You know, coming up after the break, though, we're actually going to be joined by Dr. Grant Woods, Growing Deer TV. Great guy. He actually knows his stuff, unlike Jimbo and I. He's a grand guy. By the way, thank you, Mrs. Bunny. You're welcome. For schooling us, as always. Uh, big shout out to Outdoor Channel, outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. Nissan, nissanusa.com, Remington. Remington.com. Cabela's. Cabela's World foremost outfitter at cabelas.com. Hi, Mountain Jerky. H-I-M-T and jerky.com. And Silencer Shop. Silencershop.com. All right, so uh, don't return. Oh, don't return. We'll return. <laughs> we hope you're here when we return uh, with uh, it's Dr. It's going to be Grant a Woods. lonely day. <laughs> Growing Deer TV. He's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Don't anybody go too far. Stay right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trev will continue right after these messages. The world's best bass anglers battle it out on Jack Link's Major League Fishing. Gotta make some magic here. You better get worried because I'm gonna be bringing it. The top four stay to fight another day. The pressure is on. No! Dang! You know what that is? That's the lead. Better bring your A game if you want to make the final four. I don't want to be the guy that goes home. And this is exciting. This is what it's all about. Jack Link's Major League Fishing hits the water Saturday at 2 Eastern. This is the sound of the Cummins V8 Turbo Diesel in the new 2016 Nissan Titan XD. This is the sound of the Titan flexing its 310 horsepower muscle. And its gooseneck hitch hooking up a massive trailer. This is the Titan's 550 pound feet of torque, effortlessly towing over 12,000 pounds of boats, horse, pipeline, or RV. This is the sound inside the Titan's luxurious cabin as the six-speed transmission puts the power to the road and the fully boxed steel frame gives a smooth, solid ride. This is the sound of the Titan XD being named 2015 Truck of Texas by the Texas Auto Riders Association. And this is you opening the window for some real music from that Cummins diesel. That is the sound of the new Nissan Titan XD, the every-duty truck. Nissan, innovation that excites. Tow package and Cummins diesel engine are available features. See Nissan towing guide and owner's manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. This spring, if you get lost hiking in the woods, Hmm. think about it. The worst thing that can happen is that you get mauled to death by a pack of wild dogs. A friendly reminder from the revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Nissan. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from old Mrs. Bunny and she talked... Well, it was actually, she didn't talk. She quizzed us. She reprimanded and us. We, we failed miserably. She's nasty. Yes. She's nasty. She was yes. mean to us is what she was. All right, so we're getting a jump start on the 2016 deer season. She kind of hurt my feelings, though. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you know, wasn't nice. Yeah. Our, our next guest is going to make you feel really good about what you're going to do to your fields this year. You know what I did, though? What's that? But I said Right, with Adele. <laughs> no? All right, so we're just now being joined by Dr. Grant Woods of Growing Deer TV. Doctor is in the house. He Jimmy. is in the house. He's in his house. 
right, so the doctor give is you in the a house. Shot to calm you, too. All right, so Dr. Grant Woods, man, the great outdoors is your patient, and uh, she's got the sniffles. Do you, you know, do you prescribe um, burning? Is this a tool that you readily use? Uh, what's your take on prescribed burning, buddy? Wonderful tool, great tool. Of course, 100% natural lightning strikes, and Native Americans use fire to create the habitat and the resources we all inherited. Unfortunately, Smokey the Bear, which was an important campaign <laughs> at the time to stop you know, catastrophic fire, went too far and tried to stop all wildfire, all prescribed fire, and that's been a bad thing. Smokey... He's talking about like don't throw your cigarette butt out. Let's like yeah. you know, let's put out your campfire. But as a management side, it seems like not enough people are doing it anymore. I, I mean, no. and then when they do do it, they're like, "Oh, I'm going to call the sheriff." You know, the fire department. Don't be doing that. I shudder every time I see the news reports of a catastrophic fire somewhere where where property and potentially lives are lost, thinking that if there'd been some good prescribed fire, yeah. And those fuel loads have been reduced. It wouldn't have been a catastrophic fire. Yeah, well, you know, uh, here in the plains of uh, uh, Kansas, I mean, we can look out and see, you know, basically 20 miles or more. When you get that big cloud, that plume going up, uh, you know something's going on. And this is the time of the year when a lot of farmers, for one reason or another, they like to burn off the undergrowth because that is a certain amount of potash for those uh, new little forbs and so forth coming up, isn't it? Yeah, and, and exactly, and starts new plant growth. I mean, that's a very natural way. That's how the prairies were created. That was a tool that, you know, that, that recycled those nutrients and built those super deep black soils on the prairies. And also, we like to burn because it smokes out in New York City, so it's just it's time for us to kind of, you know, shut the politicians up every now and then. Yeah, talk with uh, Dr. Grant Woods of Growing Deer TV right now. Um, now, let's kind of uh, switch directions for a second. want to pick your brain, uh, uh, Mr. Grant. About the captive deer crisis, the 2007 uh, Texas A&M study estimated that the economic impact of deer farming is at three billion annually in the U.S. But uh, Sean Schaefer, who is the executive director of the North American Deer Farmers Association, puts that number currently 2016 at four billion. And the current number, this is amazing, the current number of captive breeding facilities in North America is at 15,000. Now it seems like. The hunting community is split right down the center. Half is against high fence. The other half could care less. But regarding CWD, is this an issue? Should people be up in arms or is it kind of blown out of proportion, much like prescribed burning is? You got your finger on the beeper button because you're about ready to get me all fired up here. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away. Take it away. I want to hear this. Let's take a calmer approach. Okay. I'm a huge believer in private property rights. Yeah. And if you have enough land that there can be native habitat inside there, it's not a you know, a five-acre fence, and you know every deer in there. Yeah. And you want to high-fence your property, I, Grant Woods, am on record for not opposing that. I don't like it, but I don't oppose it. If there's adequate escape cover, and deer are in a natural, if you will, whatever the heck natural is, setting. <laughs> if you're a pin situation, you know, you're dumping a big buck in there, Bubba comes from New York City, gives you $15,000, you're shooting a deer in 30 minutes and gone, that's not natural, I hate it, I deplore it, I'm totally opposed to it. Secondly, Deer are wild. White-tailed deer do not domesticate well. Yeah. I've worked at deer pens at university, and after five years, those does still tried to kill every graduate student that got in there. They do not domesticate well. They were never meant, I don't believe, to be domesticated like cows, sheep, or dogs. 
And we know that transporting deer is the fastest way to spread disease. So I look at it like this. I don't care what Joe Bubba said about X billion dollars. I could make a lot of money storing nuclear waste on my land by Branson, Missouri. (laughs) But I'm not allowed to because it would likely impact my neighbors and the 8 million tourists that go listen to country music in Branson every year. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think people should be allowed to transport deer just in the name of making a profit because of the greater good it's damaging. And I'll throw out a bigger number, hunting worldwide, if it's all put together, is number 19 on the Fortune 100 list. Oh, wow. Deer breeding is a pimple on a deer's tutu compared (laughs) to what hunting is overall. So pardon me, sir, your argument is absolutely, unequivocally nothing. Our biggest market, no county, literally, listen to me clearly, folks, no county in America is going to have public school tomorrow like they do today without hunting because the tax base is that big. The U.S. Census Bureau censuses expenditures related to hunting and fishing every five years, not every ten like the population, every five because it's that big of impact on the American economy, period. And anything that jeopardizes that should be brought in question and unequivocally transporting deer, selling deer semen, any of those acts, unequivocally are bad practices. They should be stopped, period. I told you he's going to get me fired up on this. <laughs> hey, we've been talking with Grand Woods, and of course he has Growing Deer TV, and you get that by going to growingdeertv.com. That's right. He sugarcoats everything. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he doesn't tell it straight. All right, so uh, once again, that is growingdeertv.com, plus you have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, probably YouTube, all that good stuff. It's all us, guys. It's just Growing Deer. You just type in Growing Deer, you're going to find it. All right, so got to get to a break. Big shout-out, though, to Growing Deer TV, also Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Remington, and Silencer Shop. Got to get to a break. Dr. Grant Woods, you were so awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. All right, folks, don't go anywhere, because coming up next, we've got Christian Berg. He is the editor of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine. And he says, Jim, sexy. I am. All right, so uh, stick around. I'm too sexy for my... What says? For what? I don't know. Right, said Fred. <laughs> Too sexy for Fred? Never mind. <laughs> All right, don't, re- don't go anywhere. We'll return. Christian Berg, he's coming up next. Boom! Out of nowhere! The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a moment. While we're gone, point your browser to JimandTrav.com. Season one of Duck Dynasty has landed on Outdoor Channel. When is this going to take place? Now! They've got company with a flock of Outdoor Channel original series. Come and get it. I like that. I can live with this. Monday nights on Outdoor Channel. Relive the Duck Dynasty phenomenon from the beginning. One for all and all for one. Jack, happy, happy, happy. This is the big time. Duck Dynasty, Mondays on Outdoor Channel. Got a knife ring to it. And watch new episodes Wednesdays on A&E. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. The world's most innovative firearms manufacturer now masters the air gun. 
brake barrel power delivers a 1300 FPF message with a 22.9 foot pound punch. In your choice of five scoped rifles, many with today's top features. Paired with Remington air gun ammo and targets, the excitement never stops and your range never closes. Compelling, entertaining outdoor programming designed to take your mind off your less than compelling and entertaining life. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Hey, we're back. This is Revolution with Jim and Trav. I'm Jim, and that's old Trav over yep. there. Before the break, we heard from old Dr. Greg Woods, and he told us it's okay to set fires. It's okay to set fires and to transport deer illegally. <laughs> He's all for it, right? All right, so we're getting a jump start to the listen to that again. Uh, deer season on today's show. Just now being joined, though, by Christian Berg. He's the editor of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine. Yeah, I don't know what it's like up there in Pennsylvania. You know, here in the Midwest, it's, it's colder. Been, well, it's been unseasonably warm and hot, too. And it's been cold and hot. Jim's got hot flashes. Um, but, yo, the other night, Christian, I was actually uh, going shopping. I remember what for. You about hit three really big mule deer standing right smack dab in the center of the highway. Uh, but they haven't dropped their antlers yet. And, uh, you know, we want to get out and go shed hunting. We have been seeing no sheds in the field. Is it the same story up there in Pennsylvania? What's going on, man? Well, you know, we're kind of in that same transition right now, guys. I had mentioned to you before we got on the air, I had a big hunter's banquet over the this past weekend. Yeah. I had three 300 local hunters, and wow. I was talking to a couple of them about uh, shed hunting, and there's still some bucks on the trail cameras that are holding their antlers, but there's an awful lot that are shedding or done shedding now. I actually had a couple guys show me some nice antlers that they had found just in the last week or so. Um, and the great thing about shed hunting for me as a bow hunter is in addition to hopefully finding some sheds and having some trophies to take home in that regard, it's an awesome time to see what those deer have been doing out there since the hunting season's ended. And it's been a few months, you know, since you've really been in the woods. And so what you want to do even now as you're doing your shed hunting in March, if you find an area that's got great sign, it obviously has a very high activity, uh, deer concentration in that area. Don't just tell yourself, I'm going to slap a stand up here this summer and hunt in the fall. Think about how the deer are getting to and from that area. Where are they going and coming from? And then, once you know where the deer want to be or like to be, then find an area uh, along a travel corridor to and from that point where you can access it without bumping deer, where you have the wind in your favor, and then you can run your trail cameras as you get into the spring and the summer and put together a really good plan that's not only going to get you onto deer, but it's going to allow you to have stands that are fresh, you know, for a lot longer than they might be if you charge right into some of those more sensitive areas, educate some deer and, and burn your hunting ground out quick. Yeah. Now, one of the things that, you know, a lot of guys, hunting season's over, they gather up all the trail cams, put them in the garage until you know, midsummer. But the fact of the matter is, if you leave those out and you kind of monitor them, you can see not only the senses, what's left over, but the general condition of those does. In inventory. Yeah. And the inventory that you have and the, and the condition, whether or not you need to do supplemental feeding to help those fawns and the lactating does. Plus, you can actually, you know, uh, watch the, uh, the sprouts of those antlers as spring, uh, gets on. What do you think? 
Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you another thing. I like having trail cameras out uh, this time of the year as well. Is uh, It's a great way to start getting a bead on the uh, turkey flocks in your area, too, because turkey season is not oh, very yeah. far away. And uh, you can kill a couple of birds with one stone. If you want to uh, get a pile of critters in front of your camera, March is also a tremendous time. Uh, 50 pounds of corn will draw a crowd in a hurry at that time <laughs> of the year. <laughs> that is no joke. I threw my trail cam and killed a turkey one time. <laughs> now I'm talking with Christian Berg, the editor of uh, Peterson's bow hunting. Now, it kind of interesting, and I didn't know this, that uh, Till now. the 30 most critical days of winter deer survival has a name, and it is March. I never knew that the, the toughest month for deer is March because they, they're made to have a 90-day supply of fat. And so that wears off. And so, you know, we, we've had a pretty mild winter here in the Midwest. You were talking up there in uh, Pennsylvania. It's been the same but if March comes in and she just knocks like us a out, lion, this is going to be really hard on the deer. And so regarding food plots, this is something we need to be thinking about. Winter forage, putting out supplements to get them through this critical time, isn't it? Well, yeah, if you're looking ahead for uh, certainly, you know, putting some things out there will will concentrate them, but you got to be, you know, some of these larger hunting clubs and ranches and things like that are really pour a, a lot of dollars into a supplemental feeding program. You, like you said, you'll get a lot more bang for your buck out of a food plot where you can grow all those tons of forage and uh, absolutely, I mean, things like, uh, you know, brassicas and turnips and radishes and things like that that you plant late in the summer, early in the fall, and are going to provide sustenance for those deer throughout uh, the winter months as they can come back and dig up those bulbs and, and get some much-needed calories. Um, this is a great time to start getting in there and doing some work with the chainsaws, with some hand tools, because that's what it boils down to. You know, I don't have a big acreage and a giant tractor to just get in there with all the heavy machinery. Um, you can be successful with a food plot program with very modest investment of time uh, and energy and uh, financial resources. Yeah, talk with a Christian Berg, editor of Peterson's Bowhunting. Now, to find out more about you guys, possibly get a subscription uh, Christian, where can we find you guys online? You can go to www.bowhuntingmag, bowhuntingmag.com. You bet. Lots of great information there, articles, videos. Yes, definitely a link to subscribe. We will take your money at <laughs> bowhuntingmag.com. You bet. Hey, that uh, was Christian Bergen. Of course, he is the editor of uh, Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine. That's right. Make sure One you, of the uh, good guys. Like him on Facebook, follow him on Twitter. Follow him if, down the street. If they have Snapchat, do that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. but anyways, all right, so Christian Berg, one more time. Uh, just Google him. You're going to find out a lot of great stuff. A uh, big shout out, though, to Alex. He's Wood also Channel. a Christian. Yes, silencer shop and a very handsome man. Uh, <laughs> silver, silver tongue angel. Maybe? That's it. All right. <laughs> uh, Mr. Christian, man, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, and I stand by what I said. You know, Jim's a sexy man, and Trav, you've got a youthful vigor that Jim could only hope to recapture. <laughs> hey, coming up next, we've got Bill Gorman. L.L. Bean's Guide to the Outdoors is his program. It's Sundays at 930 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. But first, Mrs. Bunny. Mrs. Bunny. Here she is. Don't go anywhere. We will return right after this with Bill Gorman. 
This is Bunny is unfiltered, unsuppressed, and she only has 30 seconds to hit up the repeal of the long-standing Michigan law. And it's brought to you by Nissan. Michiganders are no longer suppressed. The Michigan Natural Resources Commission has voted to repeal the long-standing state prohibition on hunting with legally possessed firearm sound suppressors. With the repeal of Wildlife Conservation Order 2.1, Michigan becomes the 38th state to recognize the utility of suppressor technology for law-abiding sportsmen. While several iterations of the rule change were contemplated over the last several months, the NRC ultimately decided that an outright repeal of the prohibition on suppressed hunting was in the best interest of sportsmen in the Great Lakes state. I'm Mrs. Bunny. Shoot safely. Listening to the revolution with Jim and Trev is as painful as smashing your pinky toe into the coffee table. The revolution with Jim and Trev will continue right after these messages. Being a team and a family is pretty much the same thing. We're always on each other's side. We're always there to back each other up. You want me to work the whole day? This is a family no one can refuse. I could see the steam coming out of them. Everything is for sale. Running the greatest gun shop in the West. Love the smell of walnut in the morning. Custom guns. Let's remain friends after all this. Uncustomary family. I wouldn't trade places with anybody. The Gunfather. Outdoor Channel Original Series, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hey, Jim and Trav here, and we just bought a silencer from the silencer shop. Yes, we did. It was a pretty amazing experience, wasn't it? How'd we do it? Well, we just went to silencershop.com, followed the instructions, which you do not do well. Not very well. We purchased the silencer, and they took care of the rest. And then our local Powered by Silencer Shop dealer... Called us when the silencer arrived. Boom, done deal. Here's a fact, though. A silencer is an important accessory that offers added hearing protection and greater shooting accuracy as well. Yeah, and it's great for hunters and those who want to enjoy more social interaction during shooting sports. And you are so sociable. I am. All right, so visit silencershop.com today to find a dealer powered by Silencer Shop near you. That is silencershop.com. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker the quality smoker that's second to none find out more at campchef.com camp chef the way to cook outdoors if you have any complaints about the revolution with jim and trav please write them down clearly concisely and legibly on a piece of paper and set fire to it thank you this is the revolution with jim and trav presented by outdoor channel Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from Mrs. Bunny, and then we also heard from Christian Berg. He's the editor of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine. But our next guest on deck is... Bill Gorman! Love uh, that guy. Make sure you watch L.O. Bean Guide to the Outdoors Sundays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Uh, now, Bill, obviously you travel all over the place, man. And you know, interesting, Jimbo and I were talking uh, with you during the break, Bill, is that record book entries for Whitetail Bucks has been down. It's like been dropping off uh, the past five years. And actually, Unlike their sheds. Yeah, in perennial hotspots, good one there, like uh, Illinois, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, entries are down 75%. In other areas, it's obviously not as drastic. But here's the funny thing, though. The biggest entries into any record book has been from areas of rebuilding. Did you know that? Like where they just, the bottom fell out and they rebuild and they said it's because they don't have the regular stresses in other areas that are just inundated with deer. They don't have to fight for uh, food, for food, for bedding, for mating, so on and so forth. And so this is actually 
a good thing. Uh, but Mr. Bill, once again, Bill Gorman, L.L. Bean, Guided Outdoors, Sundays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on. Outdoor Channel. Um, are you finding this to be true in your travels when you're out there? What's going on? I have through all my travels everywhere from, you know, Texas through, you know, the U.S. into Canada and such. You know, they have in different years. I've hunted twice in Alberta over the past two years. And I never really saw more than one, say, monster buck. Mm. And you got to realize there is a cycle, and it's from many things. It can be from, you know, the type of boot available, the weather, overall environment, what's going on. Also, you know, I'm not sure how much it attributes to it, but if we aren't shooting mature deer and we're shooting younger deer, you shoot a three-and-a-half-year-old, four-year-old, it never has a chance to run to that monster. So you don't have a record book animal. So, you know, for me, I try to stress to people, always shoot a mature animal, looking at a minimum four and a half to five and a half years old. Yeah. Well, now you have to do a lot of studying because, you know, you just mentioned several areas. I mean, we're talking from Texas all the way up through to Alberta. Now, when you get up into Alberta, you've got these gargantuan sized body of animals. And so you're looking at something and you say, gee, those horns aren't that big, but they really are because the body is so big, it makes them look small. But down in Texas, where you've got suitcase deer, the Racks look gigantic, but it's on a small deer. So you really have to know the quarry that you're after, don't you? You do. And like you said, with Canadian bucks, they are just so big. I had one, I'm going to say five years ago, walk out. I said, he's a decent buck. He's probably going to hit the 140s. I took the shot. When we went back to camp to measure him, it was 174 inches. Wow. Is near 400 pounds. Oh, near 400 pounds? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you shot a Hereford. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did, but I had it checked first. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, actually, people say, why is your head so small? No, my body's just so fat. I have an average size head, <laughs> Mr. Bill. <laughs> All right, so L.O.B. Guide to the Outdoors, Sundays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. You brought something up uh, really interesting before we got into the interview, Mr. Bill. And you were talking about like those guys, okay? Um, they don't own ground. They're not out there putting their trail cameras out. They're not planting food plots because they don't have that. That's not um, available to them. So they put all their hopes, all their aspirations, dreams into an outfitter. And they pray that he's doing that kind of stuff. So when they take their hard-earned money and they go on this trip, they've been saving up for years. They, they hope he's done all that recon work so that they can be successful, so how important is it for you, Mr. Bill, to make sure that the, the guy you're going with is reputable? He's doing his work to ensure your success. Is that something we need to be aware of? We need to make sure that the guide is doing? What's your take on that? 100%. And uh, that is such a valid you know, topic right there. I spend you know 99% of my fall season on the road with outfitters. Yeah. And, you know, I love to go out just for the hunt. It doesn't end good or bad if I don't shoot an animal. It's always a journey and adventure. But if I have a bad outfitter that doesn't take his time, doesn't do his homework, you know, that gets to me because it's wasting a week of my time. And it's also making, you know, it's making it so I can't be home and I'm not going to have a decent hunt other than seeing other creatures. So I call up all the outfitters. I get several that I work with that are just... I'm going to say they are the absolute best outfitters in the U.S. They send me trail camera shots every week. We talk about the population. We talk about temperatures. Why are they moving this way and why are they moving that way? What winds do we have coming in? What is the moon phase and how can we work around that? 
Do we need extra days? And there's so many questions. I mean, you can research online and read reviews, but it's also better to call up and actually talk to the outfitter. And if he has a certain guide he's putting you with, you know, get the answers from him. I went on one hunt this year, spoke to the outfitter, and, you know, he's telling me, you know, we'll see 350-inch bull elk all the time. And I said, great. We talked to the guy, and he's saying, well, I've never seen one that big. <laughs> and, and then, you know, you push it more with him. You're asking more questions. What are the amount of animals? Well, we hope to see a shooter within the week. Okay, so, you know, I thought I did due diligence. Well, we saw two shooters. They're at 894 yards. Oh. And, with my, and when I'm with a bow, it just doesn't have that pin on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've been talking with Bill Gorman. Of course, it's Crocodile Bill Gorman uh, with L.L. Bean. That's right. L.L. Bean, Guide to the Outdoors, Sundays, 930 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, Mr. Bill, to find out more about you, L.L. Bean, Guide to the Outdoors, where can we find that online, buddy? You can find that right on our website at LLBean.com, or you can go to uh, Facebook page, uh, Guide to the Outdoors. And also, follow him on Facebook. You can follow his Python adventures. That's right. All that kind his of stuff. midget adventures. Some, some great recipes he's going to have for it as well. All right, so LLB. He went to Australia and did that midget throwing thing. <laughs> Guide to the Outdoors, Sundays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Big shout-out to Outdoor Channel. Also, Remington and Silencer Shop. Got to get to a break. Mr. Bill, you're so awesome, buddy. Stay safe out there. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the time and uh, look forward to catching up more. You bet. Hey, coming up next, we've got Mike Strong. He's the Senior Marketing Specialist for Polaris Industries. He's right after the break. Don't go anywhere. There is a place where you can get all your outdoor information, read articles, check out cool blogs, pictures, and recipes, get expert advice on hunting and fishing, and you can even interact with us. That place is JimandTrav.com. Do yourself a favor and log on now. I'm just as good as these guys. When will I get my chance to prove it? Your chance is now. American Marksman is a nationwide series of target shooting competitions designed to give you your big break. Think you've got what it takes to take home $50,000? Visit ammarksman.com to register today. That's ammarksman.com. American Marksman. Are you the one? Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool. Indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Nissan. As we get a jump start to the 2016 deer season. Now, here are the boys. 
Hey, we're back on this week's show. We're talking about a jump start to the 2016 deer season. And before the break, we had old Bill Gorman. He has L.L. Bean's Guide to the Outdoors. It's seen Sundays at 9.30 in the morning, Eastern Time, on Outdoor. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I would do anything for deer. Oh, God. Because I would do anything for deer. You have no shame. But I won't do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, know what? It, it, You're actually having meatloaf tonight for dinner. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so we're just now being joined by Mike Strong. He is the senior marketing uh, specialist there at Polaris. Great company. Now, Mike, kind of interesting. A lot of people are getting into food plots, but it really doesn't warrant the need to go out and buy a full-size tractor and implements and stuff like that. And you guys there at Polaris, you make all sorts of doodads. Jimbo hates it when I use that word. That's a wonderful word, except... Um, um, with Polaris. You, they're not doodads, they're widgets. But you make all sorts of implements, so we could use our UTVs, ATVs, so on and so forth, to plan our own food plots. I mean, you guys have every single tool uh, that we would ever need, Mike. That's right. Polaris has you covered, and we make it easy to get into those hard-to-reach food plots, or if you got a handful of acres that you want to get ready, we got you covered there, too. Yeah, now, so, now, now do you take it right from, uh, you know, we, we've got a piece of property out here, and uh, we decided that we're going to put in, you know, um, clover, okay? The, the steps that you have to go through, you have to work that ground up a little bit to be able to accept that seed. Now, what do you have that we can use that we can pull behind our ATV or UTV? And, of course, you know, Trav has the, the crew cab, uh, Polaris 500 or nine, excuse me, 900. And I have the uh, three seater. Yeah. And that's perfect machine to do this. We have three implements and it all really starts with our three point hitch system. Mm -hmm. And what that does is not only is it easy to use, but it gives you down pressure. Mm -hmm. If you got a button right there in your cab that you electrically put that Put that implement down and shove it right into the dirt to help you work it up. All right, so you can go out there. You can disc up uh, however big of an area you want uh, with this. It's now it's a fifty-four inch disc, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, fifty-four inch disc plow. So you're covering a lot of area, and it's going right there behind the ranger, and it's working hard for you, especially when you're in that nine hundred. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you use that uh, that uh, overlapping method, like I I do a, a cross. Uh, section where I'm hitting it twice uh, every time that I go. I mean, it doesn't take long to work that up to accept that seed. No, and it's coming right off the power of the machine, so it's really moving for you. Now, do you then guys after you get it worked up, you can smooth it out. We put in the 60 inch landscape rake, so you oh, can wow. cruise across there and just really bring all that dust up soil down to a level playing field for you. Yeah, and when your wife wants you to rake the yard, you can use that as well, <laughs> and right? Perfect. It's perfect. Just be careful with that downward pressure. You may uh, you may need to reseed. <laughs> Catch a sprinkler head or something. All right, so we can work it up, and then we can go out and use the rake and kind of smooth it all out. Do you guys have, like, a seed broadcaster that goes on the back as well? Or a drill. Or a drill. What do you guys have? Well, we got, we got a couple of things, but the first one I think that's really teed up for this market is the hitch-mounted material spreader. So oh, you can really? put that in, you can dump your seed in, and that, again, is pulling off the electrical system. And then you can, once you get the seed down, you can put the fertilizer in right away as well. Okay. Now, can you uh, adjust that to the various size seeds? Because not all seeds are made equal. 
you can update it for whatever you're throwing down. Now, as we're talking about this, Mike, so people can follow along, where can we find this stuff online? You can go to Polaris.com, and once you're in the Ranger land, you can just search in the accessories area. Yeah, I'm searching. I'm going through all of your related items. Uh, you want one of everything. Oh, yeah, I want one of everything. But uh, it's amazing. Everything that you guys have, holy cow. It, I mean, it's just phenomenal, man. Yeah, this last year, the, the product team worked really hard. We got a lot of stuff coming out for hunters and ranchers and even the guys that own a little bit of land but want to do more. We're set up to help you out and make it easy. Yeah, if you, if you have maybe just a 20-acre a, a track somewhere and you put yourself in two or three different types of food plots, you know, maybe early, mid, and late season, uh, you're going to have something there all the time for those animals to come in and kind of draw them in, if you will. And it doesn't take much. All you have to have is that food plot. But you've got to do the work on the land. You've got to get that worked up. You've got to get it planted. And, of course, you know, you got to pray for rain in order yeah. to be able to make all that grow. Well, but you guys can do everything but make it rain, right? Well, I don't know. We can make it rain with our sprayer. That is that, true. I was actually just going to say <laughs> I got, that. I got a 60-gallon boomless, and I got a 40-gallon that has the boom on it, so you can control it all you need based on the size you have. And, you know, you can justify that one with the wife. Say, hey, I got I to gotta do something with the yard, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just fixing to say that because once you have it, you know, worked up and you have it planted, there is some maintenance, okay? You have to get out there. And like you said, you could use this. Heck, spray your driveway, spray the yard, whatever. But it's all these little implements that you guys have that make it so easy. That's why That's why we're here. We got the number one machine in the marketplace, so we got to have the right tools that our users need. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Mike Strong, and, of course, he is the head guy there. I think he owns Polaris. He is the senior marketing specialist at Polaris Well, Industries. that too. He also owns Dairy Queen, if you didn't know that. <laughs> uh, now, one more time, Mr. Mike, to find out more about you, your accessories, everything Polaris. Where can we find you online? Go to Polaris.com and look in any of our off-road brands, and you'll find the accessories right there, ready to help you out. Hey, that, again, was Mike Strong, and, of course, he is with Polaris. Uh, senior marketing specialist there at Polaris Industries. Big shout-out to Polaris, also Outdoor Channel and Cabela's. Got to get to a break. Mr. Mike, man, you're so awesome, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Take care. Salvage from the editing room floor. Here's a revolution. Outtake. Rewind the tape. Because I know, Jim, I mean, you are, I mean, I, I don't, I hope you're not recording, but you're a very sexy man. <laughs> That's, he uh, gets accused of, of being too sexy all the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's a huge distraction for drivers, you know, people just staring at him. Uh, yeah, it's tough, it's tough. I mean, the highway patrol, uh, please, you know, does ask him to get tinted windows. <laughs> Tone down the sexiness, Jim. <laughs> this has been a revolution outtake. More Jim and Trav coming up in seconds. Buy or bust with Jim and Trav on the revolution. Brought to you by Cabela's at Cabela's.com. It's time for Buy or Bust. What are we buying? <laughs> Little delayed reaction there. What's up? Well, you know, the thing is, you and I, we shoot a lot. Okay, we shoot pistols, we shoot rifles, but we shoot pellet guns. We shoot the uh, bull, too. I want to clarify something. What's I that? don't know the last time I shot a pellet gun, just to be honest. I, I we don't. were sitting on our front porch, sighting in the uh, the new uh, 
uh, Benjamin air rifle with a scope. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that, that's nice. Anyways, all right, so let's talk about, Jimbo, the range shooting system. I think this is a very neat deal. It is a portable range, if you will. And so they have four different models. I think the rifle handgun zone standalone unit, the plinker standalone unit, the rifle handgun steel standalone unit, and, and the then rifle, ours, the rifle handgun standalone unit. Now, basically, Actually, it's called the zone unit. Okay. Maybe the one we have. Now, what is, is your website? The zone, the range shooting system, uh, dot com. All right. So, anyways, what it, in essence is. It's a freestanding pole that has three legs, and it has these arms that extend out from it in, in your regular, like, shooting targets, where it's a post with a round target, and so when you shoot it, kind of flips around. But these are, like, heavy duty, so you can shoot They're it like with a... three-eighths-inch steel. You can't shoot a hole in it. How much does it cost? The one that you have, what does it cost? It's right at about 460 bucks. But it is an investment in your shooting future. It's about actually uh, $500 right there. $495. Buy, buy it online. Buy several of them. Send me one. I will not complain. I think they're pretty cool. Well, you know, we, I like the ease we, we take the kids out and, and we teach them how to shoot and so forth. And Ian, frankly, I could see us having a couple of these. Go to the range shooting system.com. Click on the rifle handgun zone standalone unit. Uh, 495 bucks. You know what? Let me. I'm reading this right here. Portable modular steel target shooting systems for shooters of every level. Get 15% off using the code TRSS2016. There's there's 15% off right there. There you go. That's cheap at twice the price. Tell me thank you later. Go buy it now. All right, so no, we say buy. Great product, uh, especially for any avid uh, shooter out there. Obviously, if you only shoot once a year, it is a bit pricey. Well, you probably go to tin cans. Yeah, go to tin cans or glass bottles. The thing or, I like about this, you can actually hang tin cans on it. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can hang your gun from it. <laughs> Shoot your gun. No, I'll be bad. <laughs> All right, so go check it out right now. TheRangeShootingSystem.com. Look at the Rifle Handgun Zone Standalone Unit, 495 bucks. If you want to be like us. Great buy. No one wants to be like us. All right, so bye, Russ. We say bye? We say bye. We'll return right after this. Tune in next time for another episode of Buyer Bust on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Cabela's at cabelas.com. These two guys also feel a tingling in their shorts, but, but, but for a totally different reason. Thanks for joining us this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, it was a great show this week, Trav. Great show. Dr. Grant Woods is so awesome. Dr. Grant Woods is awesome. Plus, Bill Gorman, Christian Berg, Mike Strong, and the best, Mrs. Bunny. Thank you very much. You bet. Hey, and also, we want to thank our 444 affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Funjore, producer Mark Penary, and Frank the Sound Guy. That's right. And get outdoors this week and take some kids with you. Do some shed hunting. Don't get so close, you may get gored. <laughs> right? I like gourds. And as always, feed kids hot dogs because they like them. That's right. So does Jimby. All right, so don't go anywhere. Local news weather is coming up next. We will return next week with Bunny, hopefully. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. She might be here. We don't know. Jimbo, want to say anything? Bye. Bye. We love you, boys and girls. Peace out. Get outdoors. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program. Brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.